You know, I almost wanted to say, fuck it, let's not record this week, too, and take two weeks off in a row. I thought you would say that, to be honest. But then I was like, Mike is the responsible podcaster. Yeah, I just, I feel, I feel weird leaving our, 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 our ravening fans out in the cold by themselves without our melodious voices to listen to. Who put them out in the cold? Did you leave the fans outside? Yes, I left the fans outside. You can't have them leave them inside. I told you to bring the them in for the, I told you to bring them in for the winter. They'll pee on the furniture. Oh my God. We'll cover up the furniture. We'll get, we'll get like hay and stuff to put on the floor. <laughs> oh, hey, you, you want to live in hay? You want to walk around like you're living in some kind of barn? Well, I don't a want a bunch the, of ravening fans. Well, I don't want the fans to be cold and chilly out in the snow. You turn them into fan sickles. But anyway, yeah, I almost uh, said no recording today because I found something uh, more important to do with my life. Well, earlier you gave a hint. What What is it, Micah? I'm pulling up my tablet right now, and uh, I'm turning my tablet around so that you can see. That's manga. That's manga. I found an anime <laughs> called um, More Than a More Than a Married Couple, Less Than Lovers. Oh, oh my God! I like the title already. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I know, right? The title. So oh my anyway. God. <laughs> Anyway, the plot is uh, at this particular high school, they have a pra- uh, cut what's called a couples practical, where they where, where they get like opposite gender people and they, like have them live together as a couple. Oh my and god! And then they get points and stuff. That's yeah, so a, contrived. I love it. It is so contrived. It god, is so, so fucking contrived. stupid. The anime itself says as much in the first chapter. That's really funny. That's that it's a crazy so... bullshit thing. Oh my god. That's like the, the, this feels like an extension of the having to carry around a bag of flour and pretend it's a baby project that also pops up in a lot of fan fictions. Wow. I had to do that. Hmm? I had to do that when I went to school. Wait, for real? Yeah, the carry around a baby bag of flour, pretend it's a baby, yeah. And flour puffs out everywhere. Yeah, it does. Was it, were you a single parent or did you have a? I had a partner. How did that go? Did you did you trade custody? Yeah, we trade custody. We traded back and forth. It was it was fine. Huh? Did you have to take it with you to class? Had to take it with me to class and shit. Draw a little face on it. Uh, actually, yeah, I did draw a face on it. Yes. Wait for. <laughs> I tried to name some silly bullshit thing they make you do with the bag of flour, and you keep saying that they made you do it. Yeah, they did. That was the state of education when I was growing up. Did your bag of flour have a gender? You know what? I don't think it did. You didn't even name it? You know what? I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this dumbass, stupid-ass flower baby. Fuck you, flower baby. And you're just, like, lugging it along on a string. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no. So it's that, that stupid project actually exists. Well, that's, that's a generational gap right there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to the manga. Oh, yeah, but they're living together as high schoolers. As high schoolers, and and the rulers are told no hanky panky. Obviously, obviously can't have hanky panky. But how are they gonna? So anyway, okay. there's this the, uh, one of the couples. Uh, the girl in the couple is a guru, which is like a person who's like she's very outgoing and stylish and loud and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Yeah. And the other guy's kind of an introvert gamer nerd. Oh, love it. Yeah, and they don't get along with each other, 
But through the course of shenanigans and shit, of course, they kind of end up falling for each other. But here's the thing: of course. the way the the way the couples, whatever matchup thing works, is if you're the top ten couples, you can trade partners. Sorry, it broke up so bad when you said that. Ah, damn. Okay, so I'll say it again. So anyway, the way the partnering thing works, yeah, is when you get to be the top ten, like most pointed with the most points partners. They get to trade partners. That's crazy. With other couples. So so if you're on like the top 10 couples and you're like, okay, we can trade. And then like there's a weird thing with the points. So you get more points and better points that way if you trade off. So there's an incentive to trade off if you're in the top 10. But if you love each other, you don't want to trade off. So anyway, they both are in love with other people right. in their class. Oh. They don't love each other. They're in love with other people. <gasps> but they agree that in order to become the top 10... They have to become a really good couple. Yep. So then they can trade and get with the people they actually want to be with. Exactly. Smart. But through the course of whatever, they kind they of end actually, up falling for each okay. other. So how do you get points? How do you... It's like making dinner for each other or something? It's not hanky Yeah, shit, shit like that. Huh. Anyway, so I watched the anime. Yeah. And the anime only covers like the first, like, I think 26, 27 chapters of the manga. How many chapters are there? In the manga, there are currently 66 chapters. Goddamn. You got plenty but more to go on. I've got plenty more to go on. I've only read 30 of them. This is thrilling. Since yesterday. 30 since yesterday? Yeah, well, there's only 30 pages in each chapter. And they're illustrated. It's not like a block of text. So That's, it's like... Maybe you're right. That still seems like a lot. But you're right. It is pictures and... and, and it's like a thousand pages, but still. Yeah. So you wanted to do that instead of podcast today? I kind of wanted to keep reading the manga instead of podcasting because it's a re- it's a really fucking cute manga. It sounds really cute, actually. It sounds really cute. Yeah. Wow, the podcast fans know how you fucking feel about them. Less well, good no, than a trashy the romance fans, manga. The podcast fans know how I feel about them because I put down my trashy romance not manga. That's a good in point. order to record for them. That's a good point. That's how much I care about our our fan base. This is just like when God the Father sent down his son, Jesus Christ, who he loves so much to die for our sins. It's gender swap. That's a good opening. <laughs> I don't... Oh, man. I feel like I need to give a disclaimer. Okay, do your opening. Do your... <laughs> Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings... One of whom is kind of off their meds, but feels much better headspace-wise. Okay. The other one is unsure by that comment. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie. I use he, they pronouns. Little disclaimer, I'm not a Christian. If this is your first episode, don't leave yet, please. Micah, how long ago? uh, You mentioned ages and ages ago. Like three weeks ago, you're thinking of stopping your meds. How long ago well, did you he- stop your meds, and how have you been feeling? Well, here's the funny thing about that. Right. So I was thinking about going off my meds. Right. But I wanted to talk to my psychi- my psychiatrist first. Wise, very wise. And come up with like a plan to do this. Much wiser than I was what than what I was worried you were going to do. Well, guess what happened? They said to go cold turkey. No. Uh, I can't get a hold of my psychiatrist either through the email portal system. Holy fuck. 
by calling them even. I've left voice messages and they haven't called me back. And that was like well before Christmas break started. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. And the problem is I also, I, I need to get refills on my prescriptions. Yeah. And the refill request thing was busted and wasn't working on their website. Oh, fuck. I tried calling them and haven't been able to get through. And I've tried everything to try to get a hold of them. I I cannot get a hold of my psychiatrist. I hope that they're not, what, out of business and just abandon their fucking patients. It kind of feels that way. It kind of seems like it. That is, that's crazy. So anyway, uh, I've inadvertently had to go kind of taper myself off from my my medication. What an irresponsible psychiatrist! And have to, uh, like like uh, what, what what's it called? Ration my yeah. medication out and stuff. But now I've run out. Yay! Yeah. You get to quit your meds. So <laughs> now I've run out, and uh, I actually feel better. Good. Than I've been feeling. But no, also because, like, being on my meds, it made it to where, like, I felt just more flat. I, that's such a common thing I hear. Where, like, it feels like it takes away your personality, kind of. Yes, it definitely felt like that. Okay. Uh, The fact I'm able to enjoy this trashy manga. Wonderful. I haven't been able to enjoy stupid shit like this in a couple of years now. Since I got on my meds. Maybe you'll like Stevie's Playground now. Doubt it. But we'll find out. So, You're a bitch. <laughs> Get back on your fucking meds. You're a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. No, I like Stevie Playground. Stevie <laughs> Playground is fun. Good. I'm just being a jerk. Yeah, thank you. I don't really think you're a bitch. I said it for a joke. <laughs> no, like, I've been off my meds for a bit, and the only thing is I, I feel more anxious. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So that's the trade-off. Yeah. But I think I sort of kind of have the anxiety under control. Okay, good. Because I've also been doing a lot in therapy and stuff to work with that and figuring good. out other ways of thinking and good. And and viewing things and working through my environment as it were. Good. So, yeah, it's been an interesting uh been an interesting Christmas break. It sounds like it. Yeah. Huh. Listen, yeah. I it, it it it's different. It's new. I'm I'm glad that you're actually able to like feel like a person. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to feel like yourself. I'm really glad that you're able to enjoy frivolities. Because I feel like if you can't yes. enjoy frivolities, what else do we have in this bitch of a world? Right? What else is there? What else is there, listener? Yeah. What the fuck else is there? You know what else there is? Hmm. Now that I've teed myself up like that? Yeah. The news. Ow. Oh. So, our first headline. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration again bypasses Congress for weapons sale to Israel. Not going to say something that'll get me that'll get me arrested. I would like to say something that would get me arrested. I know. I would too. But this is the second time this month. God damn. That the Biden administration is bypassing Congress to approve an emergency weapons sale to Israel as Israel continues to prosecute its war against Hamas and Gaza under increasing international criticism. This is from The Guardian, which, by the way, they are not prosecuting their war against Hamas. They're committing a genocide. They're committing a genocide. Yeah. They're trying to completely ethnically 
cleanse Palestine. Yeah. Holy shit. And Biden wonders why he's not doing well with the Utes. Mm. It's like, I don't know why my, my approval ratings have dropped so low. Meanwhile, the youth are like, hey, fuck you. Hey, Look don't, at be a, don't be a don't genocidal do maniac, perhaps. And he's yeah, like, don't what could have caused this? Mm-hmm. Which really shows how out of step the Democratic Party is from its base. Insanely so. Insanely so. They just keep going to the right as far as fucking right as they can. And they're like, young people just don't want to support the left these days or whatever the fuck. What are you talking about? What are we fucking doing here? You are wearing a little mask and playing pretend. Come. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're fucking ghouls. Yeah. So let's see. In the 9th of December, Biden approved a sale to Israel of nearly 14,000 rounds of tank ammunition. Holy fuck. Worth more than $106 million. Uh, both moves have come as Joe Biden's request for a nearly $106 billion aid package for Holy Ukraine, fuck. Israel, and other national security needs remain stalled in Congress. Holy fuck. Caught up in a debate over U.S. immigration policy and border security because Republicans want to lock down the border more than Biden already has. Hey, did you know Biden has deported more people than Trump did? Yeah, we talked about that before, and it's completely unsurprising. The harder and harder the Democrats tack right... The more the Republicans keep moving right yeah. and claiming that the Democrats won't meet them halfway. And yes. the Democrats somehow magically don't catch the fuck on. It's fucking demented. Yeah. Like, what the... Oh, my God. It feels like being, like, gaslit by your own government in terms of, like, we're doing everything we can. We're doing it for you. And then everyone's like, hey... Hey, this sucks really bad. Can you try doing what the people actually want? And like, why won't? But it's because the kids aren't voting. It's because the people aren't voting. We don't have any power. We have a Democrat president, but we don't have any power. Let me not say that. And you'll notice. I was about to say something inflammatory. And you'll notice they always talk about how why doesn't Joe Biden do something about uh, student loan debt? Why doesn't Joe Biden do something about you know? Uh, weed legalization moving marijuana off of being a schedule one drug yeah like there's all sorts of things that 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 biden we want biden to do and that biden campaigned on and said he would do promised promised abortion rights abortion rights also abortion could have could have already enshrined roe v wade before the the supreme court did its shit didn't didn't and we're always told, but he has to work with Congress to do that. Bullshit. What's Not happening right now? He's he's pushing these sales through without Congress. Apparently, it's pretty fucking easy to do stuff without Congress, actually. Yeah. What a fucking joke. So, anyway, I want to move on from that a very infuriating headline to one that maybe won't be quite as infuriating. Okay. Florida woman sues Hershey for $5 million, saying Reese's Candies didn't have carved designs. Get his ass. Get Mr. Hershey's ass, girl. I'm all for, I'm a huge fan of frivolous lawsuits. (laughs) 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 Waste their fucking time, girl. Get your goddamn bag. What happened? Uh, This lady, uh, this is from CBS News, by the way. Anyway, this lady, Cynthia Kelly... Filed a federal class action lawsuit Thursday in the U.S. District Court in Middle District of Florida, alleging several of Reese's products don't match their photos as depicted on the wrappers. Okay. For example, Reese's peanut butter pumpkins 
which were pumpkin-shaped yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups that they had during Halloween. Yeah. Are merely pumpkin-shaped hunks of peanut butter stuffed chocolate when the actual product has no jack-o'-lantern style carvings on the candy like the wrapper showed that it did. Oh. Hey, good point, girl. Good point, girl. I do feel disappointed when they don't actually look like they do on the wrapper. Someone's got to take him to task. I think it should be Florida Woman. Good for her. She says the same is true for the peanut butter footballs and bats, as well as the white chocolate ghosts. Yeah, they do just keep making him shapes and not actually doing what they say on the tin. <laughs> yeah. I stand with her on principle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that false advertising should be allowed. And the problem is that if this gets thrown out or if it gets like whatever corporations have a right to misrepresent their products or whatever, that's going to be used as a reference point in the future. So like, even if this specific issue doesn't seem like all that big a deal, which I don't think it matters all that much on principle, it kind of does. You know what I mean? No, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I like on the basis of false advertising. Yeah. She's got a point. So anyway, yeah, she's trying to, to, to suit them for, um, Five million bucks. That, I think she'll have a harder time defending, because it's like, how did this harm you personally? Well, honestly, uh, plaintiff and the members of the class, it's a class action lawsuit. Okay, so it's multiple people, right? Plaintiff and the members of the class have been aggrieved by defendants' unfair and deceptive practices, the lawsuit reads. They purchased the products with the reasonable expectation that the products would look similar to the pictures displayed on the product's packaging. Yeah. Uh, CBS News Philadelphia has reached out to the Hershey Company for comment and we'll update if we hear back yeah this feels like it could very easily turn into a thing where hershey launches a smear campaign where it's like silly woman gets mad about silly thing that's that's just how life is or whatever the fuck corporations do but like on principle i hope she wins because otherwise it is going to be reference point and it's going to be fucking enshrined in law that corporations do not have to properly advertise their products or accurately advertise their products and that can turn into a whole bigger issue and it's not like they don't already do it so yeah. i hope she wins i hope that they don't i hope there's a sensible jury and they don't decide that she's just fucking being silly or something you know yeah also do lawsuits always have to have a monetary amount attached? Like, that's the expectation? Because yes. I think that... Well, that's lame. And I think Because you've got to punish... It, it, it's an idea of punishment. In a civil suit like that, you, you want to punish the other person for grieving you. Yeah, and, that's... And you can't, we can't do stuff like uh, the lawsuit is for 40 lashes, and then, like, you tie them to the whipping post. You know, we, we can't exactly do shit like that. So that's really true. monetary... Uh, payment is the only way that you can actually like yeah i feel like it gets trickier at least in the minds of like the common person who is you know purportedly going to be on this jury where it's like well how is this person harmed to the extent that it's worth this amount of money like trying to quantify a monetary amount of harm i think is interesting in and of itself but i i'm worried that that is what's going to potentially trip up the ruling yeah we'll see but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Good luck, Florida woman. You have our thoughts and prayers. Speaking of Florida, mm-hmm. Florida Senator Rick Scott's house was swatted by police. What'd he do? <laughs> what happened? A prank call to the police claimed a shooting occurred at Scott's Naples home, Rick. prompting a SWAT team to deploy before standing down. That's crazy. You know what's kind of sad? What? They didn't treat him like they would uh, mm, a, a regular minority. person. 
Oh yeah, minority specifically. Yeah, because they like, saw that nothing really, was going on. That would really stopped. been uh, poetic. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Rick Scott responded to the incident on X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. He said, last night while at dinner with my wife, cowards swatted my home in Naples. These criminals wasted the time and resources of our law enforcement in a sick attempt to terrorize my family. Cry about it. Yeah, seriously. Cry Sorry. About it. Cry about it. I don't care. <laughs> Be sad. That, yeah. Oh my god, I just remembered this. Oh my god, this is crazy. I have not thought about this in years. I got in trouble with our mother for protesting Rick Scott in elementary school. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? I know I don't get along with our mother's politics in a lot of ways, but... uh... There was some, like, local event... And and Rick Scott and his wife were like parading around or whatever, and I was with my friend's family and her mom. I'm realizing in retrospect is a Democrat, and I think that it was after he'd done something unpopular as far as like fucking with teachers' pay, because there were a lot of people with signs that said like "Pink Slip Rick" and that kind of shit, and saying like to not fuck with teachers or whatever. And she was like, he wants to, like, pay teachers less. And I was like, well, that blows. And I was, like, seven or eight. And so yeah. I was holding up a fucking pink slip Rick sign. <laughs> um, and there was, like, a photo taken and stuff. And I remember his wife looking, like, distinctly uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's just, like, smiling and waving. And I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Both sides of the fucking street. Like, full of people protesting. And my mother saw the photo, and I thought that she would care about teachers getting paid less. I thought I was on the right side of history. I was. Um, but she she asked the friend's mom to, like, get rid of the picture or take it down or something. I don't think it was posted somewhere. I literally don't know where it was that she found out about it, but she was very, very, very upset. And I was like, but he wants to pay teachers less. And she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, what, protest my rights? I'm seven. <laughs> yeah. So I was right and she was wrong and I'm satisfied to know that. Yeah, you know what Rick Scott did before he became governor? What? Defrauded Medicare with a bunch what? of pill mills. What? That's how he got his money. What? He owned a bunch of pill mills here in Florida and used them to defraud Medicare. This is not a, a visual format so the, the the listener can't see what Stevie's doing. Stevie's mouth is agape and is just kind of looking around like, what the fuck? Do y'all see this shit? <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah. That's for real? Like... That's for real. It's on record. Like, they went to trial about it and everything. What? And they're like, this guy. This guy's awesome. Let's make him governor of Florida about it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you used to call him Skeletor? Yeah, because he kind of looks like Skeletor. I remember that. From a very young age, I remember you referring to, <laughs> to Rick Scott as Skeletor. <laughs> And I was like, who's that? You showed me a picture. And I was like, that's fucking funny. You're right. He does look like Skeletor. Good one. <laughs> so anyway, that's been the uh, the news. Fuck that old man. Yeah, fuck him. Official uh, gender swap stance of the week. Fuck that fuck old man. Fuck Rick Scott. Mm-hmm. And also Joe Biden. I think that fuck that old <laughs> man is just Joe really Biden. universal. They're both, they're, you know. This is true. They are both old men. So I want to move on from that segment. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to... Uh... Ah, damn it. What? I was going to send you a picture of a thing so we could talk about it, but the name of the JPEG gives away what the thing is. Because I was going to show you a picture and be like, okay, tell me what this is. Like, like what take does this a, look like to you? Take a screenshot of the JPEG. Also, raise your hand if you think that Stevie should have coffee delivered to his house. I said, raise your hand if you think Stevie should have coffee delivered to his house. Ah, uh, I'm going to raise my hand. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. God damn. It's important that it's a unanimous decision. And I will do voter intimidation if it's required. <laughs> what JPEG is this? Okay. Okay. So this is only part of it. I'm going to drag and drop the picture into the chat. Okay. There we go. I've dropped the picture into the chat. I want you to oh. take a look at that. And I want you to tell me, A, huh. what you see so the listener can know what's, what's up here. And B, what is it? This looks like a big tunnel. It looks kind of rocky, but it looks kind of, it's really big. Ooh, 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 is this a dinosaur thing? Because, because, because people who discover dinosaur bones are really good at taking baller fucking pictures of it. Because this looks like you're looking down a rock tunnel and there's two guys at the end of it. And the inside of it has like, it's kind of like mossy, but it's got like kind of like red clay dirt around it. But it looks like it's a little tunnel. Bitch, if this is something like the vertebrae of a dinosaur, that'd be so fucked up. But it looks like it's hollow in the middle. What is this? What am I looking at? Okay. So this is Dinosaur Corner. Yes. Dinosaur Corner. Rawr. Dinosaur Corner. Rawr. But this is not a dinosaur. Oh, boo. Boo. First off, I do want to tell you what you're looking at in this picture. It is a tunnel. It is a giant burrow. That was dug by a large animal. That'd be a big fucking animal. Specifically, it was dug by Megatherium. Megatherium. That rules. Who were giant ground sloths. What? Yeah. How'd they find the burrow? How did you fossilize a burrow? It was just... Well... It was just dug out by the the giant ground sloths 10,000 years ago. And just... Still there. What? What? What's the giant ground sloth look like? Uh, you know. I'm assuming, get this, it's a sloth but big, but... Drop this URL in the chat so you can see a picture of the ground sloth. It does not particularly <gasps> look like a sloth. It looks... I mean, it does face. look like a sloth, but it doesn't. It looks kind of like somewhere between a sloth and a bear. Yeah, but it also kind of has the gentle face shape of a capybara, but it has sloth eyes. But it does have kind of a bare body. This is fascinating. It's big as hell, though. It is big as hell. And they used to dig tunnels that they would live in. There'd be no housing crisis if we still had giant ground sloths around. Tunnel that I sent you a picture of Mm -hmm. was discovered in the Amazon and is nearly Mm -hmm. twice as large as the second largest known burrow located elsewhere in Brazil. So all these burrows that the Megatherium dug were in South America. Whoa. 
There's no geological process in the world that produces long tunnels with a circular or elliptical cross-section which branch and rise and fall with claw marks on the wall. Wow. Says Heinrich Frank, a professor at Federal University of, of Rio Grande do Sol, who has documented over 1,500 paleoburos across Brazil. That's so many. These guys could just not quit it with the burrows. They had to have burrows and somewhere to live. These giant ground sloths were like, fuck it, we'll live underground. Fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. That rocks. So anyway, now that I've talked up where they live and showed you a really cool picture of, of their tunnel, I want to talk about the Megatherium themselves. Hit me. Okay. In 1796, the first Megatherium fossil was discovered by French anatomist Georges Cuvier, the father of paleontology, who has recognized it as a type of ancient sloth. Mm. The oldest recovered fossils belonging to the era 5.4 million years ago, however, the species Megatherium americanum evolved much later during the Pleistocene era that dates back to 1.8 million years ago. That's very recent. Compared to the dinosaurs especially. Like that's dinosaurs like comparatively died out very. 65 million years ago. This was yeah. only 1.8 million years ago that these things kind of evolved. That's crazy. That is so recent. According to the Illinois State Museum, numerous fossils of different types of megatherium have been unearthed from at least 150 sites across North America. Back in the 1830s, scientist Sir Charles Darwin made several discoveries in parts of South America during an expedition at a tender age, all of which were mysterious remains of extinct mammalians. Among his findings, there were four individual species of giant ground sloths, along with a gomophathere, and an ancient horse. Ancient horse? You know, somehow it had not occurred to me that horses had to evolve at some point from something. It and they literally from ancient horses. did not occur to me that they had ancient horses. Were they big or just kind ancient of bog standard horses? Uh, let me type in prehistoric horses, North America. The original horse, Eohippus. Resembled a small dog. It was little. It was little. Oh, damn. Little tiny, little tiny baby, freaking baby horse. Little tiny, little prehistoric, freaking ancient baby horse. Yeah, in fact, they've got a picture of the, um, of a profile of a modern horse mm-hmm. next to the profile of an Eohippus. Let me send that to you real fast so you can see the difference in size. Oh, my God. Fuck. Holy shit! He can't even come up to the real horse's knees. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck! That's a knee-high pony. Shit! Why is it so little? Oh fuck! That's I'm like tearing up a little. That's really cute. He's <laughs> so small. So anyway, uh, me and my very, very tiny great grandpa horse (laughs) getting back to the giant ground sloth. Yeah. Would you like to know why they went extinct? If I must think about it, they only went extinct 10,000 years ago. They're too big. What might have happened? People caused them to go extinct 10,000 years ago. People. We hunted them to extinction. Even 10,000 fucking years ago, we were already on our goddamn bullshit. Mother Nature has every right to get us the fuck off this thing. 
You know what happened to most of the megafauna? We fucking killed them. We ate them. <sighs> this is untenable. Like woolly mammoths and shit? We ate them. We're destroying our beautiful Earth's biodiversity. We've always been eating shit. Imagine that you're just like fucking around for millions of years with your tiny ass horses and your big old slots. And then these like random upstarts, these two legged up and comers suddenly learn how to make fire and sharpen a stone. And now they kill all your friends and family and also you and your whole bloodline ends here. And a whole species is gone because of these fucking randos that popped up. That's screwed up. Do you know how we used to hunt mammoth? How? They're big, right? Big. So big. Pointy sticks might not necessarily do it. Yeah. So instead, we would stampede herds of them off cliffs. That's really smart. It's fucked up, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing so many at once. You're not going to be able to use all those mammoths. Like, holy shit. That's so fucked up. That's really funny, but that's fucked up. Man, we've always uh, been doing some dumb shit. We always have been. Anyway, getting back to giant ground sloths. Yeah. Unlike these six sm small modern tree sloth species, these gigantic beasts dwelled on land and had physical characteristics to suit their ground-dwelling lifestyle. However, interestingly, they were the ancestors of modern-day sloths only that weigh less than 20 pounds. Hmm? So they went from being huge... Itty-bitty. ...to itty-bitty. Among all the species, Megalinux jeffersoni... Which is sure. one of the species of of of, of mega of megatherium giant ground sloth? Right, was the largest and had the size and was the size of an adult ox. Wow! They had stubby legs and long forearms, with the entire body covered in yellowish fur. Its skull head was blunt, with rows of teeth adapted to chewing leaves and plant matter. Mm. It had both large claws for defense and also to pull down branches of trees. Good for digging also. It probably also had a long tongue, like modern sloths, to Gross. assist them in eating. Gross. Hate that. Hate that part. Uh, numerous bones, fur, and other skeletal remnants suggest that this lifestyles and general disposition varied diversely between the species. However, they were naturally peace-loving creatures and would only show aggression when it came to defense. I think that's very sensible. Pacifist ground sloths. Hey, how'd we find out about the fur? Why didn't that decompose? It's only 10,000 years old. I guess if it's like somehow preserved in the fucking earth or whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Damn. Uh, they were slow-moving animals, and the diet of these creatures varied according to climactic changes, while the dung samples also showed which plants they preferred. Like during summer months, they would consume desert plants, while in the winter or wet months, they would prefer young leaves from trees. Smart. So the summer was basically drought season, and the winter was when it rained. That's really interesting. Uh, samples of fecal matter also suggest that they preferred berries and fruits, including the avocado. Delish. So yeah, that is the uh, giant ground sloth. Maybe the sloths had made so much goddamn fucking avocado toast, they wouldn't have gone extinct. <laughs> Man, so let's thrilling. move on from uh, Dinosaur Corner. They have big ass slots where we did not talk about a dinosaur. <laughs> where we did not talk about a dinosaur. And I want to focus on the fact that this is a public episode, which we're releasing basically at the start of the new year. Yay. Hi, 2024. I spent this entire year thinking we should be you. I didn't care for 2023. 
I don't care for odd numbered years. Which is bad because that's half the years, but <laughs> that is half the years. It's literally half it's, the years. If it's a five, that's okay because because fives and tens are honorary even numbers in my opinion. Okay. So tens uh, are even numbers though. Yeah. Um, one is fine. We're just getting started. Two is good. Three is bad. Four good. Five good. Six good. Seven ugh, not good. Eight is good. Nine is pushing it. And 10 is good. So I don't care for the three years, the sevens, and I'm, I'm not too f- fond of the nines. Gotcha. So I'm really happy that we're entering 2024. I was born on a three year. Well, I don't remember anybody's birth year, barely even my own or my boyfriend's. He was born the year 9-11 happened. Isn't that fucked up? I feel like he should have been born the same year as me. Anyway. That is fucked up. Jesus, you guys are young. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I was born halfway through the new millennium. I could legally buy cigarettes when 9-11 happened. That's crazy. Back when you could buy cigarettes when you were only 18. 18, yeah. (laughs) Which, not anymore. Yeah. But anyway, I was thinking to myself, it's a new year, so we ought to have some segments that talk about new year type stuff. Yeah. So I thought the first thing that I would do is I would take you to church. Oh. Is that appropriate for a new year? <laughs> it is in this case. It's okay if we leave organized religion in 2023. Well, I want to talk about a specific god. Okay. I want to talk about Janus. Oh, the two-faced motherfucker? Roman god of the new year who sees both yesterday and tomorrow. Oh, word. That's cool. So this is from HistorySkills.com. <laughs> awesome. Uh, who was the Roman god Janus? Deriving from the Latin Uana. Can you call him Janus so it doesn't rhyme with anus? Please. <laughs> what? His name is Janus. Hold on. I'll look up how it's pronounced. How about that? They shouldn't have named him that. <laughs> I didn't name him. They shouldn't have given him that shit-ass name. Okay, it says Janus. Okay, then. You're the one being nasty. I'm sorry I'm the one being nasty. Anyway, who was the Roman god Janus? Deriving from the Likawana, meaning door or gateway, mm-hmm. Janus's very name highlights his role as the guardian of transitions, overseeing all beginnings and endings. Best friend. New best friend unlocked. New god of trans people unlocked. <laughs> This linguistic connection underlies the fundamental concept of duality that Janus represents, not Mm -hmm. just in physical spaces, but in the metaphysical aspects of time and the human experience. Excellent. Man, I love how we personify different concepts to help us understand them better. In Roman mythology, the dual-faced imagery of Janus is a potent symbol reflecting the god's ability to see the past and the future simultaneously. This unique aspect conveys the notion that all beginnings are inherently linked to endings, and the very entrance also serves as an exit. Mm, I enjoy that. Janus's dual gaze symbolizes the continuous cycle of life and the interconnected nature of opposing concepts, such as war and peace, youth and age, or chaos and order. That rules. He presides over important transitions in human lives, such as marriages and births, highlighting his role in the critical moments that shape human destiny. Hell yeah. 
This multifaceted symbolism indicates a profound understanding of the complexity of life's journey, embodying the Romans' appreciation for the nuanced interplay of different forces and stages in life. This might be a new tattoo idea for me. I got the Magician Tarot card because that's like a god of transformation and because I have like a like a birth arm and a death arm basically like creation and destruction arm. Wait, I can't remember how long ago it's or how long it's been said talked about on the podcast. For those of you who don't know, I have have freaking tattoos and the left arm is right now it has the uh, solar system and the Magician Tarot card and the plan is for that to be about birth and creation and transformation, etc. Uh, and then the right arm, right now, it has the Etnarcadia Ego painting, which means Memento Mori, and it's about death or whatever. So I would love to get a goat skull um, on the right arm as well, but a Janus tattoo would be very cool on the left arm. You should get a four-horned goat skull. A four-horned goat skull? Yes. Why? They're cool. <laughs> I did pay an artist a while back um, to design. I mean, actually, it for technically, me. they're sheep. They're not goats. Oh, I don't like that. That's spooky. Did you just look it up? Yeah, they're scary looking to me. They're awesome. Jacob they're called sheep. Jacob sheep. Yeah, yep. those look scary. I don't like it. I don't like the the some of them like lack symmetry, and it kind of stresses me out a little. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that spooks me a little bit. Looks cool, though. Uh, so anyway, Janus's significance in Roman religion is underscored by his domain over beginnings. Blah, 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 blah. Already said that. Anyway, he's an omnipresent figure in the lives of Romans. Hell yeah. Janus's mythological ties, though less narrative-driven than those gods like Jupiter or Mars, are deeply woven into the fabric of Roman culture and religious practice. One of the most notable myths involving his relationship with the nymph Ovid Mm. where he is said to have bestowed upon her the gift of prophecy in exchange for her love. Hmm. The story illustrates Janus's connection to knowledge and foresight, attributes essential for a deity governing beginnings and transitions. Interesting. He's credited with, credited with welcoming Saturn to Earth, ushering in a golden age of prosperity and peace. Hmm. Uh, this act of hospitality and its resultant golden age further cement Janus's image as a god of transitions capable of turning tumultuous times into periods of peace and abundance. Nice. So I, I bet you're wondering, how exactly would one go about worshipping this god? Yeah, how would you? Well, Stevie, I'm glad you asked. Mm -hmm. The most famous temple dedicated to Janus was the Janus Gemini Geminius. I knew that he was connected to the Gemini. Or the Temple of Janus, located in the Roman Forum. Cool. This temple, rather unique in its architectural design, was not a temple in the traditional sense, but a passageway with gates on either end. Damn, that rules. That is so cool. It we held immense symbolic importance for the Romans, as its gates would be opened during times of war and closed during times of peace. Mm. The act of opening or closing these gates was not only a religious ritual, but also a public declaration of the state of the Roman Republic, reflecting mm. the intertwined nature of religion and governance in Rome. That's very interesting. Also, that's a little funny that it's like a passageway. Like, your your god is like, hey guys, what's up? What have you built for me this time? We're like, we built you a hallway. Woo! That's great. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> The Roman Forum was the epicenter of Roman public life, 
hosting mm-hmm. political discussions, trials, and commercial activities. Mm. <laughs> One having stop the, shop. <laughs> having the Temple of Janus in such a prominent location served as a constant reminder of the gods' importance in overseeing beginnings, transitions, and endings, both in peace and in war. Mm. Uh, there are also smaller shrines and altars dedicated to Janus scattered throughout the city. These shrines were places where individuals could offer prayers and sacrifices to Janus, particularly during times of personal or communal transitions, such as weddings or the beginning of new ventures. Ooh. On the first day of January... What? Oh my god. Which was named after Janus. That makes sense. Romans would perform rituals and offer sacrifices to honor him, asking for blessings in the new year. Oh. I'm looking at... um. Janus Shrimes. Not Shrimes with an M. Come on. Ooh, I'm seeing some interesting depictions of Janus. In wi- oh, one is young and one is old. That's very interesting. That's cool. I like that. Uh, the choice to dedicate the first month of the year to Janus is reflective of his role as the god who oversees all beginnings, including the commencement of time itself. In this way, Janus became intrinsically linked to the concept of time and cyclical nature in Roman culture. They repeat themselves an awful lot in this. Seems like it a little, yeah. It does, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the rituals and sacrifices in hopes of securing his blessings. We already mentioned that. HistorySkills.com is trying to meet a word count. <laughs> They really are. (laughs) The practice of exchanging good wishes and giving gifts during the start of January can also be traced back to these ancient customs, further highlighting Janus's enduring impact on the cultural traditions related to time and beginnings. Once again! Once again! Anyway, so that's that's Janus. Well, that's really interesting. I like that a lot, actually. I I forgot I'd learned about... (laughs) I learned about Janus back uh, when I was in my Percy Jackson phase, which I might get back into now that there's a TV show that's apparently quite good. Um, but I hadn't really thought too hard about the guy. But I do really enjoy what he symbolizes. I think that's very interesting. I'm looking at my segment real quick. Indeed. Oh, wait, you have one more thing, right? I have one more thing. You have one more thing. I have one more thing that also has to do with the new year. Okay, Good. Because we got to get this podcast off on the right foot, Stevie. Yes, it's very important. It's extremely important. So you have to get your, your new year off on the right foot. Yeah. So in order to do that, you have to obey certain superstitions sometimes. And this segment's of do's and don'ts. Ooh. So it's New Year's traditions? 15 New Year's superstitions. Ooh. To bring you good luck. Yeah, do's and don'ts, 15 New Year's superstitions. Yes, 15 New Year's superstitions to bring you good luck in 2024. Oh, good. This is from countryliving.com. Perfect. So the first tradition, mm-hmm. or superstition rather, get a midnight kiss. I've heard that. It may seem like kissing someone at midnight is a great way to show your excitement for the new year. But actually, it's thought that if you kiss someone you love as the clock strikes midnight, those sentiments will continue for the next 12 months. Okay. Cute. Uh, number two. Mm-hmm. Eat 12 grapes. 12. I don't have any grapes. Well, go out and buy some grapes so that you can do this one. You have to eat 12 grapes, no more, no less, at midnight. That's so many grapes. This That's so many super- grapes. 
This food superstition that originated in Spain is meant to bring you luck for the year ahead. Just eat 12 grapes at midnight, one for every month, or put them on a skewer and serve as a fun New Year's Eve cocktail garnish. Okay, so... So I gotta kiss someone, and I gotta eat 12 grapes. This better not all be stuff that I have to do in this 60 seconds... <laughs> After the clock strikes midnight, you quickly give someone a peck on the lips, and then just start shoveling grapes. Shovel into grapes mouth. into your mouth. God damn! I hope these aren't all things you're supposed to do at midnight. Uh number three. Mm-hmm. Keep some extra cash in your wallet. Oh. Want to enter a year full of financial prosperity? Then make a run to the ATM so you can fill your wallet with cash. Hmm. Also. Don't loan any out any money on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and don't start the year with any unpaid debts. Or oh. you can set a precedent for the coming months. Oh, my fucking bad. Man. Like, do you, do you think that I have unpaid debts for fun? <laughs> exactly, right? Fuck you. <laughs> Cash in the wallet, sure, but expecting to pay off all my debts in the next 10 hours is, a, is very bad. <laughs> It's very bad. Yeah, student loan debt. That's yeah, that's what happen. I'm thinking of. Impossible. Obviously, this this particular superstition was uh, invented by some bougie motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck you guys. Maybe uh, they mean f- interpersonal debts, like to like a friend. I don't know. Maybe. Fuck them anyway. I don't know. Uh, number four. Mm-hmm. Fill up those cupboards. Oh, like keep it, like have everything stocked. Check and see what grocery stores are open on New Year's Eve because it's considered bad luck to start the new year with bare cupboards, which signals poverty and hardship. They're so right because we have to go grocery shopping really, really bad. (laughs) We don't have shit to eat right now. Like we do, but it's not like readily available or good, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, They're right. Meanwhile, you know what I have to eat right now? What? It's the new year, which means just like last year, my wife is doing a charcuterie board. Yay. Which I mentioned on the podcast. It's delicious. It's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to go eat it. I'm envious. Man, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, number five. Mm-hmm. Open those doors at midnight. Okay. So we're adding something else to the midnight list. Actually, just before midnight, so you can let the old year out and welcome the new one in. Mm. It doesn't have to be for long. Even those who believe in the superstition can get cold. Yeah. Uh, number six. Mm-hmm. Don't clean the house. Don't? Don't. Why not? If you're concerned about sweeping or washing away any luck coming your way, don't do any cleaning, including dishes and laundry. Mmm. So don't do that today or tomorrow. Which which day do I not do that on? It doesn't say, so I'd say don't do it on both. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, number seven. Mm-hmm. Fill up on collard greens and black-eyed peas. Mom would always make that, and it was always mid. <sighs> if you want to keep with Southern tradition, eating black-eyed peas and collard greens on New Year's Day will supposedly bring good luck and prosperity, respectively, in the months ahead. Well, her collard greens always um, felt a little sandy because I don't think she washed them off right. So, it didn't feel particularly lucky at the time. (laughs) No. Number eight. Yeah. Avoid the tears. Okay. So, try not to cry on New Year's Eve. 
Save your tears for another day, because crying on New Year's Day could set a year of sadness in motion. Oh, man. Okay. Here's the thing. I can't help but I get sad. I can't help but I get sad. Don't let those tears come out, then. Get, get your eyes major dry. Smoke all of your weed. I was no going to say, crying. that'd be just about the only way to do it. Wear, wear your contacts for several days straight. <laughs> Sleep with your contacts then at midnight. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, number nine. Mm-hmm. Skip eating lobster, even if it's calling your name. Elaborate. You may want to rethink any fancy New Year's Eve food ideas that include lobster. Many cultures believe that eating lobsters before midnight is bad luck because they move backwards, therefore setting you up for a year of setbacks. Do lobsters move backwards? That doesn't seem true. A lot of animals can move backwards. Cows can move backwards. Do they move backwards exclusively, or...? I don't think so. Oh, better safe than sorry. <laughs> uh, number 10. Yeah. Don't leave the house until someone enters it from the outside first. On which day? New Year's Day. Ah, uh, fuck. I need to invite and who that person there. is will supposedly say a lot about the luck you'll have in the next year. In Scotland, the first person in your home also has to bring you a gift. Oh, that's funny. You have to check with your friends to see if anybody's entered their home before you. Or just have a small gift on hand. That's cute. That's cute. Oh, sweet. Number 11, I can do. Mm-hmm. Number 11, eat herring. Yay. Do you have herring? I do. For real? Yeah, I do. Cool. Why? <laughs> it's a treat for me that I get my stocking. No, 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 no. Why are you supposed to eat herring? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant why do I have it? <laughs> uh, whether you like your herring pickled, fish. whether you like your herring pickled or fresh, eating it in some form at midnight is considered to be good luck oh, in Germany and Sweden. Shit! Fuck. Okay. So you got to get a smooch, kiss somebody, got- open the door, eat twelve grapes, eat herring. Am I missing one? No, that's it so far. Okay. Do the oh, kissing no. before you eat the herring. This is very important. Oh, no. Oh, but. Number 12 is make some noise. God fucking damn it. So you may love buying noisemakers and fireworks to set off at midnight, but did you know that the tradition originated from a superstition that making loud noise at midnight would scare off evil spirits and bad omens away? So now you have to <clears throat> give somebody a smooch. Give somebody a smooch. Eat 12 grapes. Open, open up all your doors. Eat herring. Eat, eat some herring. Eat some fish. And make some noise. And then make some noise. You could multitask some of these. Could you? Could you make noise while you eat the herring? Oh, that'd be awful. You you could combine the grapes and the herring, although I don't think you should. Um, You could... Uh, have a noisemaker on hand while you do the eating and opening the door or you could stomp your feet while doing that or when you kiss your lover scream really loud into their mouth that's pretty good also (laughs) you could uh, when you give a kiss uh, shotgun the grapes into your lover's mouth that could also work just sort of load it up like a cannon um okay these last three better not have any more tasks because this is going to get dicey we're already pushing it we only have 60 seconds Number 13. Uh-huh. Beware of eating chicken. Okay. 
Similarly okay. to lobster, chicken is also a superstitious food to eat on New Year's Eve. Mm. Because chickens have wings, all your luck could fly away. <sighs> Fuck! Nothing that flies, nothing that moves backwards. Number 14. Yeah? Carry an empty suitcase around. Oh my fucking god. All night or... It could just be around your house for a few minutes, but in Colombia, it's seen as setting yourself up for adventures in the new year. Okay, that's cute. And it's not at midnight, so I can make some time for that today. Huh. And number what? 15 doesn't apply to either of us. Why? What is it? Were you born on New Year's Day? No. Well, superstitions say that if you were, you'd automatically be lucky throughout your entire life. Even more so if you were born at midnight. Damn, easy mode. Would have been easy mode. So yeah, those were uh, 15 uh, superstitions if to bring you, you good luck in 2024. If any of you podcast listeners are about to give are about to give birth, try inducing at midnight. See how that goes. Or flip side of that, try holding the kid in until midnight. <laughs> it's significantly harder. <laughs> we'll admit it. That fucker tries to come out at 11.59. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He's crowning. Wait. Okay. He's good now. <laughs> but only for quick, 60 quick, seconds. Quick, quick. Feed him grapes. Feed him herring. <laughs> <laughs> Open the delivery room door. Shit. <laughs> Somebody make out with me. Put a little baby suitcase in his hand. This kid's really busy already. He's like, oh, oh, grapes, suitcase. Oh. He can't even talk yet. He can't even talk yet. <laughs> Uh, nice. So yeah, that was all the uh, segments that I brought today. That's thrilling. I'm going to a little get together with friends tonight. It's just like f- like three or four of us. Um, and I might try and make them do these with me. <laughs> You're gonna go out and buy a bunch of grapes and grapes and herring. Yeah, I don't think they'll like that. I don't think any of us will like the herring. To be honest, wait, where are we gathering? We forgot to decide whose house we were going to be at, so I don't think any of us have been preparing for that. Oh, dear. Luckily, my friend John, who's six feet tall and is my metric of measurement when it comes to comprehending the size of dinosaurs, is on the ball and already asked the question before I could. <laughs> so I don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it my turn? It is now your turn. It's my turn! We're going to Stevie's Playground. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie's Playground. Are we not going to Stevie's Playground? Are you shitting my dick? I made a whole list. Did I accidentally delete it? Let me check. I feel like I'm going insane. Did you, like, save it under a different something? Let me check. I'm about to get really mad because it was like a whole, it was like a whole long thing. Did it just vanish? Yes. What the fuck? That's never happened before. Fuck me, I guess. What? Delete it without... Did you forget to save it or... Sometimes my phone will do this thing where I'll wiggle it and it'll be like, undo typing? And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I always hit cancel. But I'm wondering if like I put it in my pocket or fucking something like that. And it hit... What? You don't even know how long that list was. I'm a little bit upset now, actually. I'm sorry, Stevie. I don't quite know what to do now, do I? Do you want to move on to your to your quiz or 
Yeah, I fucking guess. I'm like mad now. I'm like grumpy and mad. I'm like mad. I'm like pissed off and mad now. What was your list? Like, what was it though? We're gonna be crime kissing, killing different like movie subgenres, and it was really extensive, and it was really cool, and I was really proud of it, and I was excited to hear your freaking takes. Man. Oh shit. Oh shit. Somebody sent a message to our Tumblr. It's, no an, it's a surprise mail time. <laughs> oh, I'll put in the mail drop right here. It's time for the mail. Aw. Um, story time. Of course, well, okay, first I said, hi, I just want to drop in and say that I love your podcast. Also, story time. Chorus of cheers in the background. Yesterday evening, I was helping ex-classmates with a project for their math class, a city build. They're struggling, already late on the project. Anyways, that doesn't really matter, but it's important background information to me, at least. So a couple of them were making gay jokes. Yay, homophobia. And I held my tongue because I'm a very closeted little queer in a very Christian, very homophobic family. But the more they made those jo- jokes, the more annoyed I got until one of them directed it towards me. And I retorted with, I know. And that shut them up because they weren't expecting so now I'm worried my parents will find out and I'll get in trouble, but I don't regret it. So yeah. Anyways, thank you for making the podcast. Even with the news, it's still a fun escape from the mundanities of life. Well, I hope that your homophobic classmates explode and I hope that you are able to um, get away from your homophobic family uh, and live your happy little gay life and you'll be able to one day and it won't be forever. Uh, may I reiterate that I really hope your homophobic classmates explode badly. <laughs> yeah, I would like to second that. Micah seconds that. You have a permission to explode them. Don't say that in the court case. If you do it, <laughs> do, do not blame us if you do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the internet podcasters told me to explode my, 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 my classmates. I don't think that'll hold up, luckily. <laughs> but they do, ha- they do have us on, on a recording audibly saying, I hope your, your classmates explode. But then followed it up with, I don't think you should explode your classmates wink okay so i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do a quiz hold on let me oh i forgot i had janice out quiz time don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers you got it twisted because we're the quiz takers this is a quiz titled Go Through a Nighttime Routine and I'll Tell You What Kind of Villain You Are by Uquiz User Multifrisk. You can tell I was thinking about my movie, my movie list that I lost because I accidentally typed gender swap movies. Quiz introduction just says, man, I don't know, but I found it on Tumblr. Question number one. Micah, what have you been doing today? What I need to, what I love to, I don't know, or what I want to. Let's see, what have I done so far today? So far today, I woke up, stretched. That's great. Uh, haven't eaten breakfast yet. I should probably eat something. It's one thirty. Uh, you should eat breakfast. I should eat breakfast. Uh, at some point. I uh, hit my uh, smoke shop to pick up cool. some screens. Cool. And you read I your guess manga. I, I guess I. I guess I've. Then I got ready for the podcast. But that's something I need to do. And you got to read your manga. I did get to read some of the manga. Yes. Which is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you did what you need to and what you want to. Yeah. So I'm going to go with I don't know. Okay. Question number two. How do you feel after that? Tired but satisfied. Tired and angry. Always angry. Tired and scared. Awake. I can never get to sleep. Or tired. Just tired. No choices otherwise. Just tired. 
Are you wearing a shirt? A pertinent shirt? Micah is wearing a shirt that says dead tired that I did not see until they opened their cardigan to reveal it. Dead tired is not an option. I'm tired. Just tired. Yeah. Question number three. Where will you be sleeping tonight? On whatever softest, at home, or where I must always return? Uh, at home. At home. Question number four. How will you be sleeping tonight? Heavily, I won't, lightly, fitfully, or I won't with a heart emoji. <laughs> Uh, probably lightly. I usually, I'm a light sleeper. Okay. Shiloh had some really bad dreams last night that I got murdered really bad. And then I told them as a ghost who the killer was and they decided to avenge me. Um, and every time they woke up and went back to sleep, they got that same dream, but with some variation. And then when I woke them up this morning, we talked about it and we snuggled and they felt better. And then they went back to sleep and then they dreamed about a really sexy six foot tall androgynous person with a fucking six pack and long blonde hair flirting with them. And so they said that made it a lot better. And I'm like, that's great. That's thank God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank God it got better. <laughs> Question number five. Do you want to change? Maybe shower? I need to. Who knows what's on me? I won't. I don't have the time. Of course, the best way to unwind is with a hot shower. I won't. I don't have the energy. Or I should. I'm not exactly clean. I should. I'm not exactly clean. <laughs> Question number six. Is there anything you'd like to eat or drink? Some water. I don't have the stomach for it right now. Milk and cookies all the way. Tea maybe. A nice warm mug of it stay awake for that much longer huh, i don't think so i'm gonna go with tea maybe a nice warm mug of it that makes sense to me you're all you're you're always drinking some freaking tea question number seven it's time to get into bed what are you wearing pajamas a robe maybe what else would i wear nothing or next to nothing whatever i was wearing in the first place something comfortable that i could wear if i had to leave or something comfy something comfortable that i could wear if i had to leave okay when i go to bed I'm always prepared for my house to catch on fire in the middle of the night and me to have to stand outside of my lawn. I dress for that. This is why they had you on meds in the first place, I believe. I am an anxious person by nature, yes. So you don't wear anything you don't want your neighbors to see you in if you were standing shivering on your lawn as your house went up in flames? Yes. Uh, I don't do that. Huh. So, uh, lying down, what are you doing? Reflecting on the past, worrying about the future, getting as comfortable as possible... Reading, maybe. Daydreaming before falling asleep. Anything to keep my mind occupied. Thinking of tomorrow. I'm excited. Closing my eyes. I want every second of sleep I can get. I'm going to say reflecting on the past and worrying about the future. That tracks. Question nine. What do you dream of? Better times? Nothing. I remember it being dark and then waking up. Something whimsical. I'm not sure it's a dream until I wake up from it. I'm not sure. I know I dreamt of something, but I can't remember it at all. My fears... Things that haunt me. Things that have happened and I'm afraid will happen. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm not sure. I know I dreamt of something, but I can't remember it at all. I used to wish I could remember my dreams better, but lately I have been and I'm like, all right, well, that's a lot. We can put those back now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, question 10. How do you wake with a smile? Wistfully, the solidity of reality means that my dreams are over. Instantly, but without any fear abruptly with a start or slowly abruptly with a start mm. if someone wakes me up i wake up with a start hmm. i wake up instantly without any fear sorry about that <laughs> 
Oh, did anything make you laugh today? Aside from your sweet baby brother, Stevie? Uh, there was a really cute chapter in uh, the manga I'm reading. Hell yeah. I made you giggle. Made me giggle a bit. That's really cute. Yeah. Your result is... Oh, no! I'm sorry. I forgot this was a villain quiz. You're unwillingly evil. That's really sad, Micah. You were forced. Your resolve was broken slowly but surely, and now you're unsure of whether you'll ever get it back. For some reason, you believe your current position is your fault. It isn't. It's the fault of those who did it to you. Yeah, you soldier on, facing forward, even as you slowly lose your will to continue. When you die, you're calm, unafraid for the first time in a while. This is the one thing they can't take from you. When I took the quiz, I got a more fun answer. <laughs> Mine's a bit bleak. <laughs> My answer is bleak as fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got a more fun answer. I think I got like chaotically evil or something. It wasn't this sad. <laughs> Mine is the most popular version of evil too. The and unwillingly I, evil. I would say also sad. The other results are calmly evil, chaotically evil, accidentally evil, righteously evil, dubiously evil, or probably evil. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, Micah. That's a huge bummer. I didn't mean to get a stinker quiz. I got a, I got a cool answer. Sorry, yours is a bummer. At least you're not intentionally evil. This is true. I am not intentionally evil. At least I, uh, nothing intentional about it. I was, I was forced. Sad, but with enough grapes and herring at midnight. Sorry, not enough grapes. Only twelve. Do not eat more than twelve. That's so important. With enough herring and twelve grapes at midnight. And making out with enough people, and opening enough doors, and Mm -hmm. making enough noise. And carrying around a suitcase, and not cleaning your house, and keeping your cupboards full. You'll be able to keep yourself from becoming evil in 2024. (laughs) At the end of the day, that's the moral of this podcast. Just don't, just don't be evil in 2024. That is all we can ask of the world. I'm so mad my list is gone! I'm sorry about your other list, though. That 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 stinks. I had 24 cool movie subgenres. 24? I can't even think of 24. You can't. There's so many. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm excited for my New Year's party. I want to go buy a cheese platter. You can buy cheese platters at uh, Costco now. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I love a good Hormel cheese platter. It's got the pepperoni and salamis on it and the little crackers in the middle. It's so easy and it's so good. I might get one of those for the party tonight, actually. Yeah, we, we do all the we do fancy meats and cheeses for our charcuterie board. We have our, our fancy Christmas cheese in there, but I don't feel like putting all that on a plate. So I'm probably just going to buy a Hormel platter for the boys. <laughs> no, get a Hormel platter for your friends. They don't they don't get the special cheese. I do love my friends, though, and I'm sure that they would enjoy the special cheese. Well, I think Claire would, and I think John would. I don't know that Mo would. Well, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything to these to, to the podcast listeners, but they're no, my best friends means, in the whole wide world. It means nothing to the podcast. No, they're not your best friends. You don't have any best friends. We've got to keep this parasocial relationship thing uh, working with the listener. Sorry, fans. You're my best, f- you're my best friend. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, Stevie. Perfect. Podcast is my best friend. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway. Jack, my, my melody hoodie. I do. It's very cute. Thank you. So anyway, I think we have enough for an episode. Yeah. We got new freaking plugs. 
So I guess in in, in that case, uh, Stevie, where can people find you? You can find my stuff at steviebe.com. That's steviebea.com. Occasionally, I'm still streaming on Twitch, and I'm having a good old time there. Uh, there is still a Discord server. We have a nice time in there as well. Definitely follow us on Tumblr. That's Gender Swap Podcast if you want to send us mail, quizzes, questions, other stuff. Not hate mail. But you can talk to me there. It's awesome, and it's epic. So you should definitely follow the Tumblr blog. Uh, we're very active over there. Micah... Where can the good people find you? The good people can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Again, for now. Uh, not sure how much longer might change in the future. Fucking Bandcamp. Fucking Bandcamp. Uh, we also have a, 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 a Patreon where for a mere $3 per month, you can listen to bonus episodes. Bonus of which we have as many bonus episodes, episodes as we do free episodes. So it's twice the content automatically twice as much us in your ears it's awesome if you want you can also there is a ten dollar tier where not only do you get the bonus content but we also read your name at the end of the podcast episode our ten dollar patrons are maury crimson louis meekle p wilbo althea petricor and cassidy johnson Yay! A kiss for each of you. You also get kisses from Stevie when you give us ten dollars a month. Indeed. Yay! Not Micah though. Micah's a hater. I am. I am a hater. It is true. <laughs> uh, you talked about the Tumblr. We talked about the Patreon. Uh, oh, if you want to uh, send me messages or whatever, uh, I'm the one that keeps up with the Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to. Send me messages or mail or ideas or whatever. You can send it to me through the Patreon. Uh, you can send it to Stevie through the Tumblr. That's how this works. If you want to talk to me, you got to pay any tree fee. You do have a Blue Sky account, though. I do have a Blue Sky account. So if you're on Blue Sky, you can find me at mxmaxwellmusic. Dot blue sky dot whatever. <laughs> or dot bsky or whatever the fuck. <laughs> bsky, yeah. So yeah, I think we've covered all of our bases. Wahoo! So, uh... That's what to say? Do what? Happy, happy early new year. Hope you have a great 2024. Oh, yeah, happy new year. Um, this episode will probably come out in the new year. In fact, I know it will. It's, it's, it there's will. no chance These do I'm not going come to out finish same day. There's no chance I'm going to finish editing this today. No fucking way. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so this is definitely going to come out in the new year. I've got, manga to, I've got manga I want to go read instead of edit this. You're a busy person. You've got shit to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess there's nothing left to say, but uh, bye. Bye. Bye.